of flesh to all our souls in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We welcome all our audience, international audience across the globe. Today is the part two of the healing of destinies. Hallelujah. Say with me, the healing of destinies. This month, the Lord will heal my destiny. My destiny will be completely healed. Oh, say it loud and clear. My destiny will be completely healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. By the authority of God's word, my destiny will be completely healed. My soul will be completely healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I believe you that this month, every area of my destiny, every area of my soul will experience your healing power through your word, through the preaching of your word, through the teachings of your word, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I believe it. It has happened already. I receive it already. My destiny is healed already. My soul is healed already. Hallelujah. If you believe that, just begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Your destiny is healed already. Your soul is healed already. Just begin to praise him for it. Praise him for it. Praise him for it. Praise him for it. In the name that is above every name. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Amen. The healings of the, the healing of destiny, part two. The healing of destinies, part two. In Psalm one hundred and seven, verse twenty, the scripture says, "He sent His word and healed them, and delivered them from their distractions." Hallelujah! Every distractions the enemy has programmed for you, by the authority of God's word, you are delivered right now. I say you are delivered right now. Amen. You are delivered right now. Amen. From every distraction, every distraction, whatever that distraction is, you are delivered by the authority of God's word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, last week, we tried to look at the difference between health and healing. Amen. Health and healing are two separate words. They are not the same. Praise the Lord. And I'm just going to refresh your mind. And we saw that in Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and forsake their sins, then I will hear their prayers, heal their land. And here he wasn't talking about the healing of their bodies. He spoke about the healing of their Love. Before we go, may I say this? Please pay attention. No distraction. If you are engaging in anything, put it aside. Now, this is your life. This is your destiny. This is the most important thing in your life. Hallelujah. Say so me, hear God's word is the most important thing of my life. Or let's say one, one more time. Hearing God's word is the most important thing in my life. 
Now, why is it important to hear God's word? Why is it important for your soul to be healed? Now, let me say this. Let me make these submissions. And I'm going to be very frank with you. Until your soul is healed as a Christian, you stand the chance of being demonically, being demonized. Let me put it that way. As a Christian, if your soul is not healed, you can be demonized. You can be what? You can be demonized. That is, you can come under demonic influence. You can come under demonic controls. You will do things that are not Christian-like, that are not God-like. So that is why the healing of the soul is the most important aspect of your Christian deliverance. Amen? The healing of your soul is what? The most important aspect of your Christian deliverance. Christ is our deliverance. Now he has set us free from the power of hell and death, eternal death. That is, if you were to leave this earth today, straight to heaven. Amen? Straight to where? Straight to heaven. But the, the truth of the matter is that fulfilling your destiny here on earth, walking in God's plan, fulfilling God's will for your life, requires the healing of your soul. If your soul is not healed, you will be able to fulfill your destiny. You will be able to fulfill the call of God for your life. That is the truth. In fact, if your soul is not healed, you will suffer maritally. Let me, let me explain this to you. Let me give you this so that you understand where you're healing, where, which part of your soul needs healing. In some people, the part of their soul that needs healing is marital. Is what? Is marital. Others is financial. Others is what? Is financial. The, the, the list goes on their various areas. Others is, they are not able, they are not sure exactly what they want in this life. They are not sure of what they God has called them to do. Praise the Lord. So until your soul is healed as a believer, you cannot fulfill the plan of God for your life. It's just the truth. It's the gospel's truth. And in the earlier you wake up to this reality, the better for you. Praise the Lord. So you will notice that in some instances, so let's, let's begin, let's start from where we stopped last week. In Luke chapter 5, verse 31, and Mark chapter 2, verse 17, you will see Jesus using these words, I do not come for the righteous, I came from the, for the sinner. Amen? He said, I came for what? The sinner. We established the truth. He, was, he said that he, he came for the sick. He said, those who are sick are the ones who need a physician, who needs a doctor. Do you get up and go to hospital? And they ask you, what for? I'm just coming. Are you sick? No. Uh, do you have headache? No. Do you have temperature? No. Uh, are you suffering from uh, sleepless night? No. Everything is fine. I just came. They, they will think something is wrong with you. Amen. They will think you are sick, but the other part of sickness. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, <laughs> listen carefully. The truth of the matter is that the healing of the soul, there is only one true source to the healing of your soul. And that is the word of God. Hallelujah. Certainly, the word of God is the only true source to the healing of my soul. I say it loud and clear to yourself. The word of God 
is the only true source to the healing of my soul. Now, let me bring your mind to certain things in this life. What is the purpose of a psychiatrist? What is the function of a, a, a psychologist? What are their functions? What do they do? Therapy. What, what is the essence of therapy? Are you getting it? Now, there is one popular movement now in America called mental health. How many of you have, how many of you have heard of it? In fact, I did a course in it in Maryland when I was in the state of Maryland. I have a certification in it. Mental first aid. It's called mental health. Mental first aid. Because they've noticed that things are happening to a lot of people that has nothing to do with their bodies, but their mental health. The soulish realm. And if you go through that course, they will, all they will do is they will tell you to be proactive in noticing if uh, noticing the pattern of somebody's behavior and just prompting them, just asking questions, just bringing them to that. And that that cannot take away the sickness in that person's mind. It cannot. It only, for example, if the person was about to commit suicide, maybe your intervention will prevent it. But it will not stop the person from being suicidal. Will it stop it? No. I got it. For example, if the person is on drug, you see, drugs. It, somebody who's hooked to drugs, any form of addiction, is an indication that the soul is sick. It's an indication that the soul is what? The soul is sick. And there's no medication that can take care of the soul. Only the word of God can take care of the soul. Only the word of God has the capacity to deal with the soul. How many of you remember that scripture in Hebrews? That says that for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Is, is that not it? It says it divides what the spirit, soul, and body, even the marrow, the joints. You see, the word of God is, is the only functionable instrument that can go into your soul, which is your mind, which is a spiritual entity, and bring order in it. Hallelujah. And bring order into your soul. So even as you are listening to the word of God, the word of God has gone ahead and is arranging your soul. That is what the summit Christ said. He restored my soul. He restored my soul. One danger, one of the entire weapons that the enemy has unleashed upon this generation is to cause their soul to be sick. And the enemy has orchestrated so many things in our dispensation. Oh, you thought when television came, it was an instrument of Satan those days, especially the holiness movement. The, 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 the new television, the categorized television as one of the instruments of Satan. Now just imagine if they were in our days to see our cell phones, to see all the games, all the apps, all the things that we have. I don't know what they will say. Technology is one of the instruments to bring sickness to your soul. Let me be very frank with you. Technology is what? It's one of the instruments to bring sickness to the soul. So all these gadgets that are coming out, they are not coming out to make life better for you. They are coming out to weaken your soul. They are coming out to, to, to cause the sickness of the soul to be on rampart. That is their main, their aim. Praise the Lord. That is their aim. 
To the point that people are walking now, holding their phone, they are falling into gutters. Crashing people on the highway. I mean, so many things. People, look at that app that came where people are, uh, I mean, how do you call it? They were playing this particular game to the point that they even, the game would turn and climb it to go and do this. The, is it Pokemon or whatever? Pokemon Yeah. I mean, look, look at how destructive that app became. I'm telling the truth. And if you think we are saying something, we haven't said anything, you know, what is happening now is just a foretaste. There are more gadgets that are about coming up. Now, right now, grass particles that can replace your phone. That can do what? It will replace your phone. So technology is one of the instruments that is being orchestrated from the pit of hell to cause the soul to be in sickness. To cause the soul to be what? To be in sickness. To be in sickness. And until we wake up to the reality of what we are surrounded with. And I like what my Lord sent me a video of one Jewish minister, uh, 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 Rabbi Snyder. He said, don't be deceived. He said, this, and I have known this for long. He said, things will not get back to normal. All those who are saying they want to restore prayers in the church, they want to do this, they, they are, you are wasting your time. This is part of end time agenda. It is, he said, gross darkness will cover the people. The only place where there will be light the only place where there will be sanity is in the church. Is it where? It's in the church. Only in the church things will get better. But for in the world and in the world system, things are going to get bad. The souls of men will become sick in a greater level. Men will be sick, not bodily sickness, but soulish sickness. Amen. Men will be, the soul will get sicker and sicker as we get closer to the return of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, do not think that I have come for the righteous, but for the sinners. Amen. And then he went on to say, those who are sick are the ones who need a physician. The word sick over there is translated the word evil. Those who are suffering evil. And may I, may I submit this to you. The enemy can't control a man until he controls the soul. The enemy can't operate against a man until he has gained entrance. In fact, I don't have to go in this area. You can go and look at our teachings. Your mind is spiritual. We took time to explain deep into this area. So when you see Jesus use that word, he said, I came for the sick, but those who are sick, Luke chapter 2. So Mark chapter 2. Let's go to Mark chapter 2. I'm going to point some two examples to you before we go. And I, I believe that will provoke you to do something about the soul. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 17. And when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, they that are holy not need no have no need of a physician, but they that are sick. You see that those that are well, those that are in health, they have no need for a physician, but those that are sick, and the word sick there is translated 
suffering evil or evil. Those who are suffering evil, those who are demonized, those who are what? Demonized. There's difference between demonized and demon possessed. You can be a Christian and you can be demonized, as I said it earlier. So if you are demonized, you, are, you fall under the category of what? The sick. You, if you are demonized, you fall under the category of the sick. And you can notice it by your environment. You can notice it by the struggle of getting things done. Struggle of to make things happen. You just have to understand that there's an area in your soul that requires attention. That requires what? Attention. Praise the Lord. Now, if you go to Luke chapter, uh, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, you will notice the scripture says that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So you will note that you will notice that healing is attached to uh, sorry sicknesses, diseases are attached to what demonic activities. Not everybody was bodily suffering from sickness. Most of the deliverance that took place in Jesus' days, some of them were soulish. For example, in Mark chapter 5, the, the man that had legion, you will notice that immediately demons, those demons left him. The scripture said he was, he sat beside Jesus in his right mind. So his own was not bodily sickness. His own was not what? It wasn't bodily sickness. It was only sickness. And Jesus dealt with the force that you know, oppressed his soul. Praise the Lord. Alright. So there's difference between health and there's difference between healing. To be in health means your soul is healed. And that's what the Psalms, the Psalmist cried. He said, He restored my soul. Praise the Lord. Now, so when you are born again, you are set free from the powers of darkness. You are not a child of God. You are not a son or a daughter of the most high God. But your soul has to go through healing. Your soul has to go through, especially if you were exposed to a lifestyle before coming to Christ. If you were exposed to certain things that made you to, to, to act certain way, to have certain mannerisms. You will have to bring your soul into the subjection of God's word for the healing power of Jesus Christ to penetrate your soul. Now, in Luke, in Acts chapter 10, I don't know why I keep saying Luke, maybe something is there in Luke for us. Acts chapter 10, verse 78. Look at the word that is used. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed. Look at the word oppressed. Let's define the word oppressed and it will give you a broader understanding why you need healing. Praise the Lord. Even though your physical body must be in perfect health. The word oppressed simply means here. That is the root word and the definition that is attached to the root word. It means denying somebody the higher position or a higher position or blessing they should enjoy. So in other words, the word oppressed means to deny somebody the blessing they should enjoy. Amen? 
So Jesus Christ went about doing good, healing all that were denied of the blessings that they should enjoy. Can you say amen to that? Alright, let's go to Acts chapter 10 verse 38. And he said this verse over there. Acts chapter 10 38. This will wake your appetite to go for healing. Amen. This will do what? This should wet your appetite to go for healing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Are you there? Let's read it together. Now, the word oppressed, remove the word oppressed. And, and use the word healing all those that are denied of the blessing they should enjoy. Amen? So let's go. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all those that were denied of the blessings that they should enjoy. For God was with him. Did you see that? The word oppressed means to be denied of the blessings that you should be enjoying. So that's what I said last Sunday. Poverty is a, is, is a disease of the soul. It's a sickness of the soul. Lack and want is a sickness of the soul. Amen? So the word oppressed here Jesus, the word oppressor means that Jesus went about healing those that were denied of the devil the blessings that they should enjoy. Can you imagine there are some Christians right now that are being denied the marital blessings that they should enjoy? So they either married the wrong person and the marriage collapsed, or their soul were not completely healed, they, they became born again, they never did anything about their soul. I can tell you countless of things that are going. Even preachers. Now, now, let me say this. You can be a preacher and your soul is not completely healed. Let me repeat it again. You can be a preacher. You can be an apostle. You can be a pastor. You can be an evangelist. You can be a teacher of God's word. And your soul will still not be completely healed. And you, you can identify those areas and start subjecting your soul to the healing power of Jesus Christ. Our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, hallelujah, with the Holy Ghost and with power to do what? To bring, let, let's read it again together, and insert that phrase in the place of oppressed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. So, healing men and women that are being denied of their blessings is doing good. Is what? Is doing good. Now, let me tell you something. It is easy to cast out devils. But it is difficult to bring healing to the soul. It is difficult to do what? To bring healing to the soul. It's easy to prophesy. It's easy to tell people their life history. But to get the soul of men healed is the most difficult task for any preacher. To bring healing, the healing power of Jesus Christ to the souls of men is the most difficult part. That will take ordinary teachings. It will take ordinary preaching. It has to take Holy Ghost orchestrated anointed teachings to get the souls of men and women into perfect health. So God anointed Jesus 
Now, do you notice that until Jesus came, there were prophets that did miracles? Moses did miracles. Moses did what? Miracles. Elijah did miracles. Uh, what is his name? Elijah did miracles. The prophets of old, they did miracles. They performed healing. But do you know that there was no one that was capable of healing the soul? None of them brought healing to any soul. None of them. Incredible miracles, but not of the soul. Not of the soul. So when it comes to the soul, only Jesus can bring healing to the soul. Only Jesus and his word. Only the word of Christ. The word of Christ. The word of God. Is the only authorized agent. Or if I, let me use the word medicine. <laughs> authorized what? Medicine. To bring healing to your soul. Hallelujah. So if I, were, if I were you, I would count myself in God's way. I would read it over and over again. And all the scriptures that talks about my life, I will confess them, speak them over my life. I will receive them over and over until I am completely saturated with those words. Praise the Lord. Jesus went about doing good, bringing those who were oppressed of the devil to the blessings that they ought to be enjoying. Healing all those that were being denied of the blessings that they should be enjoying. So when you become a born again Christian, your spirit man becomes new, but your soul must go through the healing process. Your soul must go through what? The healing process. For you to enjoy the blessings in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Your soul must go through what? The healing process for you to enjoy the blessings in the kingdom. And unfortunately, most Christians don't want to do that. They don't want to subject their souls to the healing process, to the healing power that is in God's word. Then they will get up and cry for blessings and call down all kinds of things. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. God, you, look, the enemies deny you of blessings. Why? Why is it denying you of the blessings you should be enjoying? Why is it denying you of the marriage you should be enjoying? Why is it denying you of the children you should have? Why is it denying you of the blessings, the prosperity, the happiness, the joy, the peace? Because the soul is sick. The, Jesus said, the prince of this world coming to me, and he has nothing in me. There was nothing he could find, he could find in Jesus, he could hold on to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's difference between the healing of the body and the healing of the soul. There's difference between healing and health. Health simply means your soul is complete. Your soul is healed. Praise the Lord. And just to refresh your mind, the word heal means to become fresh. Is that not it? The word health means soundness of the soul. Soundness of what? The soul. Or wholeness of the soul. The word health means completeness of the soul. So as Christians, we are called into health. We are called into what? We are called into health. We have to leave the healing process into the health process. Praise the Lord. And there are two examples in the Bible that Jesus demonstrated why 
you need to be healed, but you must progress to health. Praise the Lord. Take you from today. Or say loud and clear from today. I choose to walk in health. As described in the word of God. I receive health from the crown of my head to the source of my feet. I am walking in the health that is in the word of God. I am walking in the health that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say me divine health is my heritage. Divine health is my heritage. That is the desire of Jesus for each and every one of us. Now, let me give you an example of two men or two people in the Bible that were healed and secondly, they entered into health. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 8. Let's go to Luke Gospel chapter 8. I pray that as you are hearing the word of God, the healing power of God is manifesting in your soul right now. Breaking every chain the enemy has put there in the name of Jesus Christ. Breaking every joke of affliction in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever damage the enemy has done in your soul, I decree healing right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I decree that your soul be healed of poverty in Jesus' name. I decree that your soul be healed of every oppression of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree that your soul be healed of anxieties, worries, and fear in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree that your soul be healed of nightmares in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree that every demonic oppression of your soul comes to an end by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Many are looking for miracles, but they are ignoring the healing of their souls. So in Luke chapter 8 verse 43, you know the story? Praise the Lord. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years. How many years? 12 years. She was sick for 12 years. Which has spent all her living upon physicians. Underline the word, her living. That is, they, they drained her insurance. They finished her insurance. Her premiums went high. <laughs> uh, if in fact, I don't think she had any. The insurance came to a point and said, you know what? No more. We spent too much on you. That's what the scripture means. It says she spent her living upon physicians. Neither could be healed of any. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood stanched or seized. Hallelujah. Every demonic flow in your soul is stopping right now in Jesus' name. Or let your amen be loud. That's a prophetic word for somebody. Every demonic flow in your soul, I command the stopping of that flow right now. In the name of Jesus. 
whatever flow that the enemy has created in your soul, be healed of it right now. Be healed right now. Be healed right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This woman touched Jesus and immediately the blessings. She did what? She touched Jesus. Can you imagine right now Jesus touching your soul? Hallelujah. Everybody look here. Look here. You know how to you know how to imagine. You know how to imagine. <laughs> Amen. You know how to imagine. Everybody here, you know how to imagine. Amen. In five in 30 seconds, close your eyes right now. Everybody close your eyes. Close your eyes. Now imagine Jesus coming in front of you, standing in front of you right now. Imagine Jesus standing in front of you, full of light, full of light, full of light, and stretching forth his hand and touching you right now, touching your soul. Just imagine it, and it is happening right now. He is touching your mind. Jesus is touching you right now, wherever you are, watching life. Close your eyes. Imagine Jesus standing in front of you and touching you. Touching you right now. He has placed his hands upon your head, which is a symbol of your soul. And light is going through your soul right now in the name of Jesus Christ. The light of Jesus is going through your soul. And you can feel warmness in your soul. You can feel warmness in your head. Warmness in your head. Warmness going through you. That is the healing power of Jesus Christ. That is the healing power of Jesus Christ. That is the healing power of Jesus Christ. He is standing in front of you right now. He is standing in front of you right now. He is standing in front of you. His son is upon your head. 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 Receive your healing right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive it right now. He's touching you right now. Light is going through your soul. His light is going through your soul. His light is going through your soul. His light is going through your soul. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for touching these precious ones. Thank you for touching them, even as they have imagined you standing in front of them. Thank you for touching them right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for causing your healing power to flow into their souls right now. And to heal them of every wound in their souls. In Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Did you really imagine Jesus touch you? Did you imagine Jesus touch you? Did you imagine? Did you imagine? Did you, saw, you saw him in your imagination touching you. Amen. If you have seen that, then God has indeed touched you. Hallelujah. Why did I ask you to do this? Because in this part, passage in this passage hallelujah 
If you read other translations, before the woman came to Jesus, she said in her heart, if only I may touch his garment, I will be made whole. If only I will do what? Touch his garment, I will be made whole. Praise the Lord. In other words, before this woman approached Jesus, she imagined herself. She saw herself touching Jesus. She, she witnessed within herself. She saw that when she touched Jesus, the blood ceased. Her blood ceased. That was what made a difference when this woman touched Jesus. Because you notice that Peter, when Jesus said, who touched me? Peter said, multitudes are touching you. Why are you saying who touched me? Hallelujah. So one of the things you are going to do this month is you are going to use your imagination a lot. Amen? You are going to use what? Your imagination and your words. You are going to imagine Jesus touching you, touching that area of your life that needs to be touched. Bringing healing to that area of your life that needs healing. Bringing his light into the dark area of your soul. This woman never got up and just went and touched Jesus. No. She saw the reality of the touch. Praise the Lord. The woman saw what? <laughs> Look. Mark chapter 5 verse 28. Mark chapter 5. I'm going to read verse 25 going. Please follow me. And I believe God is performing divine healings right now. Amen. I believe a lot have been here right now. Amen. A lot have been here right now. Amen. A lot have been here right now. A lot have been here right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Mark chapter 5. Look at the account of Mark. Verse 25. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. And I suffered many things of many physicians, and I spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press and touched his garment. Verse 28, For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Now, this woman didn't say, I shall be healed. She said, as the difference between being healed and being made whole. Praise the Lord. The difference between being healed and being made what? Whole. So two things happened to this woman. She was healed, number one, and she was made whole. Hallelujah. She was healed and she was made whole. That is the issue of blood was not a physical issue. It was a soulish issue. Hallelujah. It was something in the soul that was manifesting through the body. It was something in the soul that was manifesting through the body. Hallelujah. Oh, please, I want you to take time and meditate on this account of this woman. It will bring a lot of deliverance to you. Jesus was passing. She heard of Jesus. She said, ah, if only I would pass. See, if we did her, she imagined herself touching Jesus. 
and being made whole. Not being healed. Being healed is the blast opens. Being made whole is complete restoration of her soul. Complete restoration of what? Her soul. So there are a lot of Christians, they come to Christ, all they are interested is just getting a bodily touch, but not the soul is touched. They are interested in bodily healing. They are not interested in the soulish healing. That is dangerous. You have to see God's face for the healing of your soul. Hallelujah. You have to see God's face for what? For the healing of your soul. This woman was coming to Jesus. She wasn't coming to be bodily healed alone. She was coming to be soulish healed. We read this things and we think they are just stories. We don't even pay attention to the words inserted there for us. Can you imagine? How many of you can use your imagination? In fact, the, the, truth, the truth of the matter is that we have been using it negatively. Like right now, some of you can imagine things. Imagine yourself going on vacation. Imagine yourself, you know, having fun with your friends somewhere. Imagine yourself in a nice, you know, shop, shopping, buying jewels, all kinds of things. But when it comes to the right form of imagination, it's difficult for believers to do. Imagine that Jesus is standing in front of you. Imagine that Jesus is touching you. Is a problem? You can't do that. I, I, let me tell you something. If you can imagine the word of God, it's faster than fasting and prayer. That, that is imagination of God's word. It's faster than fasting and prayer. That is what they call meditation. That's what we call what? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate it. You will imagine the words that you have spoken. You will imagine the words coming out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You are receiving your healing and you are receiving your health at the same time. As you are receiving your healing, you are receiving your health at the same time. Look, many years ago on the prayer line, I this this series about the healing of the soul. They were incredible testimonies. Some of them are so graphic, we can't share it here. Incredible testimonies of what made a lot of Christians, women that were so on fire for God, but they never knew they were, they were sick. Well, let me share one of them. One of them was married. She, could not, she couldn't enjoy her marriage. But when she began to receive the healing of her soul, do you know one day she had a revelation all these years, she thought she was with the husband, but she was not with the husband. She was with her first boyfriend. So spiritually, there was no connection, there was no oneness between her and the husband. That is why I said last week, don't go into any marriage until your soul is healed. And if any, any woman or any man comes to you, they want to marry you, first question first, is your soul whole? Is your soul complete? If your soul is not complete, I beg, make you carry your halal go. Don't waste your time. A man whose soul is not healed is dangerous. The same applies to women. That's the reason for the frustrations in the body of Christ. 
Because they get born again, they are not interested in getting their soul healed. You, you think you just, you just you gave your life to Christ, that is all about you. No, it is more. It, it is more than that. It's more than that. It's more than that. So you see this woman, she heard Jesus coming. She said within herself, she imagined herself touching Jesus, her blood season, and she imagined herself being made whole, not being just healed, but being made whole, being made complete, complete, complete. And let me show you how those words were confirmed. Hallelujah. Look at verse 30. <laughs> Jesus immediately knowing himself that virtue has grown out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude stronging thee, and sayest thou, who touched me? You see that? So we can all be in church, but only a few are able to see Jesus touching them. We can be in the church, in the mighty, in the multitudes can be sitting in the church, but Jesus is only touching a few. Those who can see him, those who can imagine him, touching him. Hallelujah. From today, you begin to imagine Jesus touching you. Let people say you are faking it. That's their own issue. That's their own problem. Imagine Jesus touching you. If as a matter of fact, before you go anywhere, imagine Jesus touching you in the morning before you leave your house. Imagine him pouring his power on you. Imagine Jesus touching you with his anointing before you leave. Praise the Lord. Amen. And his disciples Verse 33, 32, and he looked around about to see her that has done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembled, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee. What was the worst of the woman? See, if only I will touch his garment, I shall be made what? Are you there with me? Look at 28, underline that phrase, that phrase, I shall be made whole. And look at what Jesus said to the woman. Go in peace and be what? And be whole of thy plague. She was healed already, but she, she was now made whole. Her soul was made complete. So two things happened to this woman. She received the healing of the body and the healing of the soul. Hallelujah. She received what? The healing of the body and the healing of the soul at the same time. But we come to Jesus, we take only the healing of the body and leave the healing of the soul. And Jesus is interested in the healing of the soul also. Do you know why I know that? 10 John 1 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Did you notice that he didn't say and be, be in healing? He said be in health. Thou mayest prosper and be made whole. Even as your soul, that's what prospers. The prosperity of your soul is what we call health. Amen? Said so me the prosperity of the soul. Is what we call health. It is what we call divine health. So if your soul is not prospering, you cannot be in divine health. 
If your soul is not prosperous, meaning if your soul is not made whole, if there's a fracture in your soul, oh man, the devil will torture you. He will look. Uh, let me tell you something. As long as there is a fracture in your soul, that is the area the devil will be hitting you. He will be unleashing his attack in those areas over and over and over again. So, for example, a Christian who is suffering poverty, eh? a Christian whose soul has been fractured in the area of poverty, the enemy will target him that area, will bombard him with so much poverty that he will just give up and it will be a normal state of life for him. But that is not the purpose of God for that Christian. God wants the soul of that Christian, that area to be completely healed. To be completely healed. Hallelujah. Nobody was born with a complete wholeness of the soul. That is the truth. So yours is not exceptional. Everyone that came to this earth partook of Adam's sin. And when Adam sinned, there was a fracture in his soul. His soul became damaged. The soul of man became what? Damaged. And from there, it has affected every man who ever came to this earth except Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So when you become born again, the next step to do is to allow Jesus to take over your soul. To submit your soul to him. To surrender your soul to him. So that he can manifest his healing power in your soul. Hallelujah. But if, if you don't want to engage your soul, if you don't want to submit, your spirit is already one with him. But your spirit cannot function without the soul. Without the soul. So, so many Christians, they think that what? I, I'll just go to church. I don't have to be committed. I don't, you are deceiving yourself. God is no more. Whatever a man sow, that is why he will live. So, if you, are, if you are not going to surrender your soul to him, for him to bring healing to your soul, believe me, the consequences are great. And that is the part so many Christians are not being ashamed. Because they said they are serving God, but what is happening is contrary to the promises of God in their lives. And because of the damages, in their soul. Hallelujah. So you see, the woman received healing and she received what? Health. Wholeness. Two things happened to her at the same time. Never go to Jesus Christ for only healing. Take the health also. Receive healing and receive your health. Receive wholeness of your soul. Receive wholeness of your soul. Your soul has to be complete. It's a goal in peace. And the word peace simply means whole, completeness, prosperity. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospereth. So don't play, don't play with the healing of your soul. Just because your body is physically intact doesn't mean your soul that you you some of you can tell, you can you can relate to what I'm saying. Second thing that you know you should do it easily with ease is difficult for you. That means your soul needs healing. Certain things that you do that is abnormal. You know that normal people don't do this one. The woman, the man that was that in Mark chapter 5, that the demon came out of that man. 
the scripture says, they came and saw this man seated beside Jesus in his right mind. In his what? Right mind. The soul was completely healed. May I say this before we conclude, before we go. If the soul, if you refuse to heal the soul, that is the door the enemy will be using to enter your life. Amen? For example, if yours is anxieties and you refuse to allow Jesus to heal you of that, the enemy will always use that door to enter your life and torture your life. If yours is poverty and you refuse to allow Jesus to heal your soul in that area, he will use that anger. In fact, let me say, if yours is addiction of any form, it doesn't matter what that addiction is. If you don't allow Jesus to heal your soul, the enemy will be using that to enter your life, to torture your life, and to oppress you. And that is what is going on in so many Christians. Their souls are not healed. Yet they are born again. Speak in tongues. Praise the Lord. Another example, but our time is up. I will just read it so fast. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. Let me just do it so that you will get proper understanding. Luke chapter 17. That, that is the reason why there are a lot of issues in believers' lives. Because you can't live like Christ if the soul is damaged, if part, if part of the soul is damaged. Luke chapter 17. Please, your soul is not your spirit. The scripture says, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. The part of you that is made new is your spirit. Even with that, your spirit must grow in strength. Your spirit must grow in what? Must grow in strength and in wisdom. Your soul is different. Your soul and your spirit are not the same thing. And that is where a lot of grace teachers have made a mistake. That once you are in Christ Jesus, that is it. Everything is passed by a brand new person. Just go. Man, you will need your soul to be healed. You saw this woman. She got her bodily healing and she got the soulish healing. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 17. Verse 17 going. And Jesus answered, Were there not ten clients? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. But look at what Jesus said here. Were there not ten cleansed? Were there not ten healed? So never mistake healing to be health. They are not the same. Never mistake healing to be what? To be health. There were ten of them healed of leprosy, but only one was made whole. Only one was made whole. The only one came back. When he came back to thank Jesus, when he came to submit his soul to Jesus, Jesus made his soul whole. That is 
the, the wounds of leprosy in his soul completely erased. Every wound in your soul is erased by the blood of Jesus Christ. I say every wound in your soul is erased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Every wound in your soul is erased by the blood of Jesus Christ. This woman has leprosy. And this man, there were ten of them. Ten leprous men. And you don't know how dangerous leprosy is until you see one. Dangerous. They came to Jesus. Jesus gave them of leprosy. But then one came back and gave thanks to Jesus. And then Jesus said, Ah, you were ten that were healed. But where are the remaining nine? And Jesus said, Because of your faith. Now, do you notice that the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus mentioned something. He said, woman, your faith has made you whole. Did you notice that? So when it comes to the healing of your soul, faith is a vital force. Hallelujah. When it comes to the healing of your soul, what is what? Faith is a vital force when it comes to the healing of your soul. The same words Jesus said to this man. He said, arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. That's what Jesus is telling you right now. Because you came to church today, because you heard his word, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Rise to your feet with me. Hallelujah. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank the Lord that his word has brought healing to your soul. Lift up your voice and thank him. Thank him. We'll continue next week. We'll go deeper in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and thank him. Hallelujah. Begin to receive the healing of your soul. Begin to receive the healing of your soul. Begin to receive the healing of your soul. In the name of Jesus. As we partake of the blood and the flesh. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive the healing of your soul. Receive the healing of your soul. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We are going to pray right now. The Father.